Welcome to Positive Global Impact, the podcast that encourages you to pursue your dreams and transform not only your life, but also the planet. Welcome back, guys, to your favorite podcast again. And I hope you're as excited as I am for this new episode today. My interview partner today is Malena. And actually, we already wanted to record the interview for you yesterday. But then I didn't have any internet. <laughs> and lucky enough, Malena had some time so we could reschedule it for today. Yeah, that's real life problems here in Costa Rica in the jungle. Um, anyway, I'm glad that Malena was really understanding because also she has experienced similar internet issues during her stay in Ghana, Africa, where she worked as a volunteer. Now, anyway, first of all, welcome Malena. And maybe you just want to introduce yourself in a sentence. So... First of all, thanks for inviting me to this wonderful podcast. Um, as Sarah said, I'm Malena. I'm 21 years old and I'm from Germany, the south of Germany. And since I was, I think, 12 years old, I had the dream to travel to the African continent and volunteer in an orphanage. And after my exams in 2019, I traveled to Ghana and yes, I volunteered in an orphanage with a lot of children. Wow. So you already had the dream yes. for seven years until it <laughs> yeah, became true. true. Why? That's interesting. I didn't know <laughs> no. that. You didn't yeah. tell me <laughs> that you had the dream for so long. Um, how come that you already dreamt when you were 12 years old of doing volunteer, volunteer work um, one day? I think I really don't know why it was the African continent, but um, I, um, I really had the dream to work with children because my parents um, are also working with children And so I was, um, I, I knew that this work is something who, uh, something I like. And that's why, I don't know why, but I had that feeling to work with children. And I had a lot of, uh, I watched a lot of movies about the African continent. And then I knew, okay, that's it. <laughs> and It was not like a country I want to go, I wanted to go. It was only that continent. And then, yes, then I decided for Ghana. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. So basically the volunteer work, um, gave you the opportunity to like combine your passion for children and your, your, uh, dream to yes, travel to Africa true. one day. And, um, it was also that I wanted to help people and I don't want, and I wanted to help people in a other country and people who really need that help. And I know in Germany there are a lot of projects with people who also need that help, but I think in a country uh, who is not in Europe, it's something different. And I wanted that differ difference. I don't want to stay in Europe because I think that I already know how it is in Europe and I wanted something different, something really different, the culture and the people and everything. And yes, that's why I decided to go to another continent. Yeah, I think it's an important point that you say that volunteer work also uh, gives you the opportunity to like... Com like we said before, combine basically uh, um, doing something good for others, but also experience something completely different for yourself. Like like you said, travel to a different country or a different culture is like double enrichment. If you like, it's personal enriching, but also you help others and and yeah. 
<laughs> yes, and I think um, to go to another continent, you can bring your own culture to this continent and a lot of other things, not only the culture. And that's also good for the people there because they can also, um, I don't know, develop themselves or yes, and they can learn a lot from me or from us. And I can also learn a lot from the people there. Yeah. That that's so amazing that you that you say that like basically uh, how one culture can um, uh, like have a positive effect on the other one and also like the exchange of different perspectives helps both uh, let's say people or cultures then to yeah to like you said develop themselves more. Like the people there were were able through you to learn something about German culture, but also about themselves because of how you interacted with them, you know? And you, of course, the same way, too. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I don't know, but I think there are also a lot of maybe negative uh, But the people in other countries maybe have some negative uh, things about us. And then you can, or I can go there and explain them. And yeah, to, li uh, to live together, you can learn so much from, yeah, from others. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how you felt, but I always feel like, of course, at, at first sight, you look different than, the, than they do, you interact different, but in the end, it's like, for example, you, you completely forget that you are from two different, like the nationalities at the end don't even count anymore. It's just like more the personalities, not the nationalities that are, um, that are more important in yes. the interactions, right? I think After some time, you are, you have your normal day life and everything is, yeah, there's no difference anymore. And you can live together and you drink together, you eat together. And yeah, you, I, I didn't have the feeling anymore that I am different or that I am from another country or from another continent because They accept me and I accept them and yeah. Yeah, it's a new normal. Like you get used to that may, people may look at you because you look different or um, I mean, especially people that don't know you first, maybe. Yeah, it's funny because it's the same. It's the same here for me in Costa Rica still. And for example, living with Israel, I completely for like, it's not, I'm not conscious. I know that we have different nationalities, but I'm, it's not something that I'm thinking every day. For me, he's just my husband and yeah, it's a new normal somehow that, that we create, but it's beautiful because I think that's what life is about connections and about the relationships that we have in any kind of way. So yeah, maybe yeah. at the beginning At the beginning, it's like um, like a vacation, or yeah, like you are new in that country and everything is new, and then you feel like doing holidays. But after that time, like you said, it's normal. It's the normal day and the normal day life, and yeah, you're not thinking about the nationalities anymore. Cool. So let's get a little bit into your trip to Ghana. How long, I mean, your dream, um, you first dreamed of traveling to Africa, not specifically Ghana, but like seven years before you actually did the trip. But then like how much time before you, let's say, stepped into the plane, did you really know, okay, on this specific day, I'm really traveling to, to Africa, to Ghana, and my dream is coming true? Um. I think three years before I met a girl who traveled to Ghana with an organization who was 
uh, who is really small and to organization is not that famous in whole Germany, only like uh, in our city. And yeah, then three years ago, I decided to go with that organization and the organization only travel, travels to Ghana. So that's why I choose Ghana only because of the organization. Um, I wanted to go with that organization because as I said, it's really small and I don't want to spend that much money to the organization. And of course I had to spend some money, but it was only for the electricity and for the food and for the water. So uh, this was really important for me because I know that there are some big organizations who um, wants a lot of money from the volunteers and I think or I don't like that because then the money is not for the project so um, it's for I don't know for who for the people who are working in at the organization um, so three years ago I decided to go to Ghana with that organization and yes I think one year before I started to go to Ghana, I, um, I were in contact with that organization and yes, and the organization doesn't have a, a one date to fly to Ghana. It's like, uh, I could choose by myself um, the date and I was also flying alone so uh, with no other volunteer and yes I think I um, booked the flight like maybe four months ago and yes in September 2019 I uh, traveled to Ghana so yes you said so many important things, uh, two things in specific that I would like to know a little bit more detail. First of all, what you said was that you consciously choose a small um, organization, which is a very good point. And also what you said with the money, I know that there are like a lot of organizations that overcharge completely um, the volunteers and maybe... You can tell us, um, first of all, before I, because I also did volunteer work, before I really got informed about volunteer work and what it was, I never understood the word, like, why is it called volunteer work if I have even to pay for it? Like, I'm giving my time, why do I have to pay for it on top? Do you, did you feel the same way or do you understand it better now? <laughs> yes, I... I was thinking the same, and that's why I chose the small organization. Um, because um, in that organization, I I knew that the money is only for the things I need uh, in Ghana. And yes, I think the big organizations are, they have a lot of people who are working to in the organization to bring the volunteers to that country and everything. Um, but in my organization, as I said, I have to organize it by myself. So they don't need that money uh, to organize something because it was the work of myself. And... Yeah, I think what's important is also like, first of all, maybe the small organization, um, they have or they give you the chance to have a better personal contact to them because you're not whatever, one in a uh, hundred thousand volunteers, um, but like you are Malena and whenever you have a problem or a question, you can just come back to them and you also know who you, who you are talking to, right? You're not going on their website and 
having like the question button and asking some robot or writing an email that will never be answered maybe. And the other thing is what you also said what was important for you was that you really knew where the money would go to. And I think not, uh, um, sadly, not all organizations that there are really have the um, focus on helping the country or helping the specific project. So um, I completely understand that, of course, you have to pay for your accommodation and you have to pay for your food and you have to pay for the people that are working there. But still, it has to be like in a balance. And well, in the best case, also part from your money goes, of course, to the project, like to the national park. Yeah. So, so you'd say you you if you would go again and do voluntary work, this is definitely something you would look for, like someone who maybe writes on their web page, um, you're paying this, but this percentages of what you pay goes to the project, this is for your food, like to make it clear, to make yes. it transparent? Um, I think that's really important. And uh, with my organization, it's like um, in Ghana, you have to pay that money for the, as you said, the accommodation and the food and the electricity and everything and then I had to pay some money for the project but um, I could uh, I could take this money back like if I wanted to do a project with the children I could Uh, asked the organization for that money and then they gave me back the money. So I really, really know that, or I really knew that the money is for that project and not for something else. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a really cool idea. Like this way, they already um, like invest in whatever project the volunteers would develop in in Ghana. And the really people cool of idea. the organization um, are also volunteers, or um, they have been in Ghana too some years before. So um, yeah, they they don't get some money for their work because they also do it for free. And there's one woman who's the founder of the organization and she also comes to Ghana um, for one time every year and she doesn't take the money of the organization. So um, that's what I really like and yeah because the founder or the woman of the uh, organization um, is also in contact with the people in Ghana and she knows everything about Ghana and she uh, knows all of the people there in the orphanage and in the other projects so um, that's also very important for me that she also had this contact to Ghana and not only her volunteers. Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's from, it's something completely different if you've, like, if, like you said, for example, she, if she's been to Ghana, if she knows the project, if she knows how everything is, is there it's also much easier for her to like think about okay what would be important for my volunteers to know before they travel there what could be problems how could i um like resolve that um then because there are also a lot of organizations who just let's say email some project at the other end of the world say hey would like to send some volunteers okay then then get, they get maybe some basic information but in the end that's only the information that they send to the volunteers and they never really know how it really looks there and that's when problems occur like people not knowing um what they really have to bring depending on the project maybe specific clothes or whatever else mosquito nets <laughs> sunscreen <laughs> what yeah like the basic things but in the end that that's like important what you need every day 
Um, and also, of course, like with connections, like maybe transfers to the airport and all of that, like if you know the people there, know what they are talking about, you feel much more um, calm maybe because it's your first, I guess it was your first, I mean, it was your first time in Ghana, but you knew like you, you had that contact to the woman and you could somehow yes, trust her. and right? I was also feeling really safe because I knew... Uh, there is somebody who's waiting for me and um, the woman or the other volunteers um, talk to them that he's coming to the airport and pick me up. So, yeah, I was feeling really safe and I was not, yeah, I didn't have some, um, oh God. <laughs> Yeah, you, did, yeah. you didn't feel left alone. Right. Yes. And I think that's important because it's a different culture, a different country, a different continent. And if I wouldn't feel safe, it <laughs> wouldn't, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be so good. So I knew, okay, I'm safe and everything will be good. And maybe also you would have never decided to go if you if you didn't feel well in the beginning, right? How long did you stay um, in Ghana? Um, I stayed for five months, a little bit more. Um, yes. Um, I was thinking about to stay longer, but I wanted to come back because um, I wanted to start... Um, studying and um, in the end I'm really happy about it because I think one month or two months after I came back the corona came so <laughs> in the end one or two months later um, I had to come back uh, because of the corona, yeah, anyway, because of the corona, so I think it was <laughs> good decision. <laughs> so, like you said, in the very beginning, you worked in an orphanage or a children's home. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that before yes. we started <laughs> the, the recording, because, of course, there's a difference between orphanage and children's home. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about the project so the listeners would get a better impression of what you did, how did maybe your days look like, and what's the difference between an orphanage <laughs> and a children's home, maybe, um, first of all. Yes, so first of all, um, we used the word orphanage and also children's home. Um, maybe children's home is the better one because... Um, in the children's home, there are also there are children without parents, and but also children with parents who are only living in this home um, to go to school and to sleep there. And sometimes um, they go back to their parents, maybe at the weekend or uh, on Christmas, or yeah. So. Yeah, there are, there are children with parents, but also without parents. And yes, the, maybe I can talk about the structure of the children's home a little bit um, to understand. So um, there's one woman in the children's home who's like the founder of the children's home. And she's living in one little house and then there are um, some more little houses for the children um, the boys and the girls are separated in their houses and there is also one house for the volunteers and yeah in the volunteers uh, house we had like everyone had one room and we had a bathroom and a kitchen and like a little hall for the children and one room with a lot of games for the children and yes so 
the children are um or yeah they more in our house than in their houses because I think in their houses there they have their rooms but they are only there to sleep in the house and yeah the rest of the day they are in our they were in our house or outside because in Ghana everything is outside <laughs> at the street <laughs> the whole life um, yes but uh, in the children's home there are not only volunteers there are also care mothers or they call it care mothers and they are women who uh, like the yeah they t take care and they give them food and they are cooking for the children and yes they are like mothers by but they some of them stay in the in the orphanage the whole time and some of them um are going home for night or at the weekend um yes and the volunteers are there to support them but they can own they can also do some other projects so that's the concept was um that we can decide our own work and i think i really like that concept so we had i think we had to work five days a week but um there was no nobody who was writing down the hours of working or something like this so um Yes, we could decide by our own what we wanted to do. That's cool, but like, how can I imagine that? Like, I guess you got there and there were some other other volunteers, maybe already more experienced, and then they they showed you around and showed you what they did, like the tasks, or how does it work? Or you just got there and saw, <laughs> wow, I want to paint whatever um, that wall. Um, there, like, how did you um, find your task? There's one other one. <laughs> There was, or still is, one other volunteer who is living there maybe forever. <laughs> so, um, ah, okay. <laughs> someone who got there yes. and never wanted to leave. <laughs> so, but uh, it is a boy, and he did a lot of things with the older uh, children. And there was one other girl, but she only stays like five weeks with me together I think and then she uh, left and got, got back to, uh, to Germany so and yes I was um, working together with the girl because she was like I think two or three weeks um, more in Ghana before I came and she, uh, in the children's home, there were two little boys in the age of two, maybe. And they were without parents. So the other volunteer decided to take care of these two boys. And when I came to Ghana, um, I helped her with that work. So, um, I think the two boys, we had, we both had the focus of these two little boys, um, because they also were new in the children's home and they had like a, a lot of bounds on their um, body and their blood results were really bad. So, we had to go to the hospital a lot of times with them. Uh, so in the first week or first two or three weeks, the focus was only on these little boys. And yes, but I don't know how to say it, but there are, I think there are always work <laughs> for us. There's always work, yes. So yeah. Every day was different and yeah.
but that's nice that's nice because i think mm -hmm. that's what makes it interesting like let's say even though you would have had similar tasks every day because of the children it, it's it's different or because of whatever always happens maybe something unexpected it changes the day mm -hmm. so it doesn't get boring yeah that's true um we had some tasks we did every day like with the boys in the morning we gave them breakfast and then we brought them to their nursery <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> before and um, nursery is like kindergarten but for smaller children and um most of the time we stayed with them in the nursery together um There were a lot of children from the home, but also from the town, from, from the village. So not only children of the children's home or of the orphanage. And yes, then we supported the teachers there. And, or well, I don't know how to call them. Maybe teachers, yes. <laughs> and so we also gave them food and We had a little walk outside with them. Yes, so in the morning, um, most of the time we were in the nursery together. And in the afternoon, we played with the bigger children. And we did the homework with them. Yes, we also did some trips to the forest. And... How did you um, communicate with the children? Did they speak English or uh, in Ghana uh, there are with hands and feet? <laughs> um, in Ghana there are a lot of languages, but also English. But the English is different, I would say, and um, the, like the two boys, the small, uh, the, yeah, the two smaller boys, they. Um, at the beginning, they didn't understand something of English, so we talked with hands and <laughs> feet. But they only um, their normal language is called Twee uh, and Fanti, so they are two similar languages. But I think if you can speak one, you can also speak the other one. <laughs> and yeah, this language is not that easy, but Some of the words I could understand, so sometimes we also communicate with that language, um, especially with the smaller children because they didn't understand English. Yes, but normally all the people. Do you, still, do you have an ex example um, of the language? Um, yes. Yeah, like of one word, maybe. Um, Aquaba means welcome. And Aquaba. Yeah. <laughs> And Medase means thank you. Cool. And to say There we have it again what you said in the beginning, like that you um uh what's the word? Like you learned something from them. Well, they learned something from you, like yes. an exchange. <laughs> yes, I also learned um, how are you, it's HSA. And at the market, a lot of people ask me HSA. And then I learned also, oh, I'm fine. That's like, um, yeah, <laughs> so really short. And of course, I, I learned the children to say how are you and I'm fine in German so because I learned to, I learned it in Fanti and then they asked me um, what is it in German so yes as you said we learned both before you mentioned that you have been or taken the two younger boys to the hospital especially at the beginning and i know that i think especially in the hospital you noticed uh, some 
let's call it yeah. culture differences or <laughs> you got a little culture shock. Maybe you want to tell us something about that. <laughs> I don't know. In Germany, we have a, a really good health system. And in Ghana, there is, I would say, no health system. <laughs> and um, first of all, if you are getting in, ill in Ghana, uh, you are not going to a doctor or to the hospital. First of all, you will go to a pharmacy. And then you will talk about your symptoms or how do we call it? <laughs> yes. And, and then they will give you some medicine. And yes, so the first step is to the pharmacy and not to a hospital or to a doctor. <laughs> But yes, when we decided to go to the hospital, it was because the things from the pharmacy doesn't work or <laughs> I don't know it doesn't bring a better situation so we decide to go to yeah result so we decide to go to the hospital and in the hospital you have to wait a long time a long long time so if you want to go to the hospital you need one day <laughs> um, because <laughs> first you have to wait and then you will get like a folder of your, um, I don't know, with all your things inside, your name, your age, and your illness. Yeah, I don't know. But you have to wait for this folder, like one hour, and then you will get it. <laughs> and then you have to wait another one hour for the first doctor. And, or this is not a doctor, it's a nurse. And then The nurse will um, take the temperature, yes, <laughs> and then you have to um, go to take some blood, um, and so there are a lot of steps before you have you can go to the doctor, and it doesn't matter um, which symptoms. There are, you have to go to the folder, to the blood results, and to the nurse for the temperature. So, yes. And, of course, you have to wait one hour for that, one hour for that. <laughs> um, yes. And often the doctors are like, okay, you will get some antibiotica. Do you, how do you say it? Yeah. Antibiotics, yeah. So I think always antibiotics. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter <laughs> what the problem is, you will get antibiotics. <laughs> um, there's like no organization. It's like a, a little bit of chaos. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So but the whole experience was... Um, like a culture shock for you, uh, meaning that you somehow get used to your normal days in the orphanage, but when you got to the hospital, like you realized, wow, okay, that's completely different from, from my experience in German uh, hospitals. Uh, um, when somebody has something really, really bad, You have also to wait that long time. There's no, you can not go there and somebody will help you. You have to wait and do all the steps. So, yes, that's what I was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to have something bad because nobody will help me at the first moment. Yeah, no emergency, whatever, response. And I guess the hospital is also not only like five minutes away, or is it? Um, we had a little hospital near to the children's home. 
but it was really little. <laughs> so it was for the like normal illnesses, maybe like with the boys, um, with their wounds, and maybe if you have malaria. But um, I'm really happy that nobody had something big <laughs> because then I think they wouldn't help us because they don't have the experience. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. But for example, here also the next, I mean, we have some private doctors in, in the town where we live, but let's say the real hospital is like one and a half hours away. Awesome. And it's the same thing. I, luckily, I was never there. Yeah. But uh, especially, of course, at the moment, you have to you have to wait. Yeah. yeah. You have to wait, 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 wait. And yeah. So we can really be, or everyone who is listening here and is German <laughs> or from a different country where the health system is more um, developed, you can really be grateful about all of that, which sometimes seems so basic right but once you do have a different experience you know more like how to value um what you're used to cool um and before you mentioned that when we were talking about the money for the organization all of that um that you could use some of that money for projects that you wanted to do and i know that you have invented a little um yeah environmental project with the kids um how did you get the idea and maybe you can tell us something about about the project and what did you do so um when i came to ghana <laughs> One of the first things I saw was the trash. <laughs> It's really sad, but there's a lot of trash at the street, like everywhere. Um, especially plastic trash. And I was really wondering about it because, yes, we don't know it from Germany <laughs> because there's not really trash not everywhere <laughs> um, yes and in Ghana one problem is that they have little bags um, with some water inside and that's or they are plastic bags and yeah you have to open it with your teeth and then you can drink the water out of this bag and these little bags are everywhere so yeah everywhere really everywhere <laughs> and also in the children's home um the children were um are drinking that bag and then they put it on the floor and yeah then i decided that i want to change that because If nobody explain it to the children, they will not learn it. So the first thing we did were to collect the trash for, um, at the orphanage and put it in some bigger bags. Um, yes, but the problem is in Ghana is no like a trash system. Or something they don't know what they can do with the, all the trash <laughs> so they put it on one place and then they burn it or yeah they are doing a fire or making a fire yeah and yeah that's a problem but um, I explained to children that is a little bit better to um, to collect it and to put it on one place and not everywhere. So the first thing was that we collected the trash like one or two times in a week. We go around the children's home and we collect all that trash. And then 
we talked about the problem with the trash and about the environment. And yes, we did some papers where we put all the things down who are trash and who are not for or who are not good for the environment. Um, yes, I tried to explain them. <laughs> The problem, but yes, I think the problem, the biggest problem is that the also the older people or all of the people they maybe don't they don't know the problem with the trash or I don't know <laughs> with or yeah with the environment. So yes, and the, the children they learn it from the older people. So if the older people put it on the floor, they will also put it on the floor. And that was the thing I wanted to explain that they don't, they shouldn't put it on the floor. They should take it, bring it at home and bring it to that place where they collect in the trash. such an important work that you did there because it's completely like that like I, I also see it here but actually you can also see it in Germany it's like I think there are so many people because what you did was let's say was super basic but I mean it's the basic it starts with the basic steps in order to bring a change and um if the people like you said let's say the elderly people or um the children that are more grown up than the little ones if they have never been taught and they are used to just throw let's say using um drinking the water from the bags and then throwing the bags right on the floor where they are standing if they've never done it different and they don't see anybody doing it different they keep on doing it um, so, yeah, super important what you did, that you told them. And, um, yeah, I think that even, like, I think when we talked before the podcast recording, you also told me, I know or I'm aware that maybe I don't change the whole planet with my project, but I know I changed something in the orphanage. And you know, that's so important because at the end, those children that you were taking care of there, they will grow up. And if they continue doing your project, even though you're not longer there, that's what they will teach to their children one day and so on and so forth. So It, it's like a chain reaction. Yeah, yeah. So you did something big. Mm -hmm. Yes. At the beginning, it was like um, I had a situation with one girl. Um, and at the moment, or while we are um, collecting the trash, she was drinking one of that water bags. And then she put it or she threw it on the floor. Um, but for me, it was like crazy because in that moment we were collecting all the trash and then she takes her own bag and put it on the floor. And I was like, I didn't understand because <laughs> yeah, in that, that moment I explained them to not put it on the floor. And she was like, yes, it's really important, uh, important. And then she take, she took her bag and threw it down so I was like eh? <laughs> what did I say <laughs> two minutes before <laughs> yes and then I realized okay it's not in their head at the moment they are not um, maybe they are not sensibilized oh god <laughs> they, they don't know it in that moment yes sensible yes they are not sensible for that um, but yes in the end After, I don't know, a lot of weeks collecting that trash, um, they also um, explain to other people that that's not good to put it on the floor. And then I was like, oh, they understand, <laughs> they <un> understood. <laughs> yes, because then this little girl, yeah, this little girl was... Uh, was going to one woman, to one care mother, I think, and said, oh, that's not good. And then I was like, oh, 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I yeah. I I think that must have been a great feeling for you. Yeah. Cool. So actually, I already have the very last question for you. Um, if you think about your whole time in Ghana, um, maybe how did you feel when you have to leave? Have when you had to leave the project? Because I mean, five months is a long time, and I, I guess it was already kind of a new home for you. Um, and and what did you learn? Like, if there was one learning from all the time in Ghana, what was it? First of all, the day when I was leaving was one of the baddest days maybe in my life. Or oh, I don't know. I was really happy about the time and also happy to go back and to see all my friends and family. But it was also so sad because, yeah, everyone was crying, <laughs> um, especially me. And then, yeah, I think the children, like the youngest children, they didn't understand that I will leave, like, maybe not forever, but for a long, long time. And... Yes, but I knew it that it will be for a long, long time. So it was really, really hard for me. <laughs> and yeah, I had so much experiences with the children. And yes, I was living in their home together with them. So we saw each other like every day. Um with some breaks when I was traveling, but not, yeah, normally we saw us every day. So, yeah, I they are like my family, maybe like my second family. And that's why I was really, really sad to say goodbye. But in the other hand, I knew I will come back some one day. So, yes. And I'm very thankful for this time and I, I will come back soon. <laughs> yeah. And one of the learnings maybe that we, that everybody should be happy about their life, about the life and about everything they have. Because we also have the problem with the electricity and with no water. So we had to walk to the forest and to get some water. So I think everybody should be happy about the water coming out of the, I don't know what to call it, <laughs> coming out of the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, And that in Germany we can go and have a shower with water. <laughs> and in Ghana, I, yes, with warm water. <laughs> in Ghana, I had to take a bucket. And yes, but it was not a problem for me. So I think we can also live with less things. We don't need that much <laughs> normally. Um, Yes, and the people in Ghana, some of them, they don't have so much, but they are always happy and always grateful and thankful and they are really open-minded for everyone. And I think we should take some of their, um, some of their perspectives or I don't know. And take it to our life and we should be happy and thankful for our things. 
I love what you I love what you just said. So many great things again at the same time. First of all, it's it's really true with the perspective, and it's like no no matter who I talk to, who's been um, who traveled to a different country where the culture was different, they always say the same. The people here, uh, like perspectively, if you would say have a look from the outside. They have less, they have much less than in Germany, but they are so happy and like, it seems like their life is light and no matter what happens, um, they always have like a positive attitude. If they don't like something, they change it. And if they can't change it, they just like accept it. Like they don't let worries or whatever destroy their daily lives or even yeah they comp their whole life and the other thing with the water it's so so funny because again something like we talked before with the health system water or flowing or constantly accessible water is something uh, super normal for us and we forget that it's a complete privilege Here in Costa Rica, we don't have really problems with water. Sometimes in, we have dry season and rainy season here. Sometimes in dry season, they cut the water in order to save some water for the whole community, which is also a weird feeling for me because I'm not used to it, of course. But sometimes if they do construction work, they just turn off the water without any notice and you like get naked, want to shower, turn on the thing and there is no water coming or you wash your hands. So it happens so often that I turn on the thing, even though maybe I know already, okay, there's no water. It's, it's such a weird feeling and you feel so dirty even if you can't just wash your hands after cutting whatever a mango it's it's crazy what we are used to and and also what you said how fast you can get used to new things like washing yourself in the bucket or or those things yeah wow so so nice thank you so much Marlena, for all the time thank for you sh for inviting me with us <laughs> Yes. It was like a little trip into Ghana this morning yeah. for me. <laughs> I think I could talk Thank you so much. a lot of more about more things. <laughs> But yes. Yeah, I, I believe so. I just saw that we were already talking almost an hour. So yeah, I thought <laughs> we talked we talked a lot and we talked talked about so many different aspects that I think um yeah overall you you gave us a really good um impression of your time in ghana so thanks so much for that thank you for And inviting me <laughs> guys sadly <laughs> sadly this week's episode is already over again so please leave us an honest review on your favorite podcast platform no matter no matter if it's itunes if it's spotify or whatever in order to um, get better and to create more content that you are really interested in and in order also to reach more people and let them know about volunteering, about um, how to have a positive global impact on the world. Um, follow us on Instagram at positive global impact and please comment how you like the episode on this on the post for this one. And yeah, whenever you have any wishes or requests, you can message us either through Instagram or through the email team.positiveglobalimpact at gmail.com and we'll for sure come back to you. And last but not least, please remember to share this podcast episode or this podcast in general with your loved ones and yeah, this way support the planet and increase also your positive global impact on the world. So, see you next week. Pura Vida. Bye.